All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to J House Radio episode 40. Uh, we're here, guys, on YouTube right now. For anybody who's listening to the audio version of this, uh, you can watch the podcast live on youtube.com forward slash the J House. That's house with a Z, not with an S. Um, how's it going, Los? Happy Thursday. How was your week? It's good. Oh, by the way, I have something to add about the Z. Wait, you have something to add about the what? The Z. The Z? What's the yeah, Z? Yeah, you said we're with a Z, not an S. Okay, what is it? Last in the alphabet, but first in your hearts. Ooh, I like that. I like that. With a Z, not an S. Last in the alphabet, but first in your hearts. We need to make sure we add that to our little, like, intro whenever I say that. Oh, there we go. Merch idea, chat. Merch idea go. for next Valentine's Day. Limited edition. Um, But yeah, how's it going, man? I see you got you a new camera there. Looking sharp. Yeah, I just I got I got sick and tired of setting up the laptop. Yeah. To do everything, and then I was like jumping, you know, I was like on the laptop here. Excuse me, I was on uh, the laptop is in front of me, so to use the desktop, I was over here, and then every time I would talk on the, excuse me, I, I would look at a page on um, on the desktop. It looked like Stevie Wonder, just like. Yeah, you so did. <laughs> You really yeah. did. You really did. But it was cool, though. You know. Yeah, I was like, I just said, and I just want to find. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, nah, but it looks good though. It, it looks good. It, it it definitely looks good. It looks sharp. It looks clean. So, camera looks good, man. Thank you, thank you. Other than that, um, same here. I am just chilling, man. Long week, long work week. Uh, a lot of news came out of gaming this week. A lot of news came out of Apple this week, as we're going to be talking about the Apple event tonight. Oh, so, so much good news came out of Apple. Dude, I, I felt so lost because I didn't find out about the Apple event until the day of. Like, and then and, and then when I told you, you was like, oh, yeah, it came out last week. They, uh, <clears throat> they announced it last week. And I was like, well, I, I don't know how the hell I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so we're gonna be talking about some of that um all right so we're gonna uh skip through the uh pwls today because we have a lot of stuff to talk about but i do want to bring up uh we are doing a q a um ordeal that we're gonna try out so for anybody who's, who's on twitter i'm gonna figure out a way to how, to how to do it on instagram but if you're on twitter uh just type hashtag uh j house pod s p o d as in dog uh just type a question about anything gaming related film related uh anything pop culture related anything like that um and we'll try our best to answer it on the show while we're live basically our first q a that we got today uh was from someone named sarah on twitter she asked i guess she asked a music related question uh do you think dmx died from an overdose or do you think it was from COVID and they just covered it up as an overdose uh, I personally think it was an overdose. He's had history of substance abuse. He's had okay. a history of recovering and falling off. And the thing is, if you've been sober for a very, very long time, and then you start using again, you still think you can use the amount that you used to use before. And you yeah. can't because you, you don't have a tolerance anymore. I think it was a complete accident. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's my two cents. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. That it, it probably could have just been because of the overdose. Uh, I feel like if it was from COVID, I feel like they would have just said it. I mean, I get why she probably think that they probably wouldn't have because uh, the government is probably trying to get everybody comfortable with all the vaccines that we're getting, and they don't want them to think that 
a lot of people are still dying from COVID, which I don't think I don't I don't know. Have you really heard about any deaths tolls going up from COVID um, lately? Right now, the United States is the most vaccinated country for vaccines, percentage wise. Okay, which is awesome, which is great. You know, Biden like literally executed that and did that perfectly. Uh, COVID deaths are kind of going on a wave because okay. some of the variants are starting to come into the country, and some of the variants are causing deaths, and a lot of the a lot of the COVID deaths are happening in these red states where they're like, oh, I don't, this is all fake and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of it's happening there. So the majority of it's the larger percentage wise, it's happening there, but it's still happening in blue states too. Um, but I really kind of feel like there's going to be another wave coming because Europe, the numbers have gone up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, possibly, man. Possibly. I mean, and now the weird thing is, most countries banned us from visiting them, but now we're starting to ban certain countries from coming in because of uh, the, how big COVID is. And I just had a coworker. She went to Ecuador for vacation. Yeah. She never came back. She died of COVID over there. Oh wow! Are you serious? I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's, that's crazy. I mean, maybe honestly, maybe that's best. Honestly, I, I think it's best, especially if we know that. Uh, we have a lot more people getting vaccinated and if we want to keep this thing under control i mean if we gotta limit people from coming in then like we gotta do what we gotta do i mean we all want to get back to normal everybody's itching to like go back to the movie theaters or go back to gatherings so we gotta do what we gotta do if we got a ban we got a ban chat you know um so yeah that that's one of our q a questions so like i said if you guys want to submit a q a question uh we'll answer it on the show just go to hashtag uh type your question in hashtag jhousepod and uh we'll answer it live on the air for you guys all right what was the question again uh oh she was asking about uh dmx that's oh, what it okay, was okay. Yeah. uh fern just texted me uh do you remember the song the humpty dance do the humpty dance yeah yeah he just died <laughs> yes Shock G is found dead in a hotel room with no trauma. And so they're waiting for an autopsy. Oh, man, that's insane. It, it's it's crazy. Like, there's a lot of, especially rappers that are passing away this year. Like, almost like back-to-back. We had Humpty. We had uh, DMX. Uh, who else? Um, what's the guy? Um, what's his name? Who did Whoa. You know what I'm talking about? Rapper. Something, 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 something like, whoa. What is his name? Damn. I can't think of his name. Chat, chat. If anybody knows his name, just tell me. Um, yeah, I, I really feel bad that I, I don't know his name right now. But either way, there's a lot of rappers um, who are like passing away recently. It, it's, it's actually kind of insane. It's kind of insane right now. But you um, know what? A lot of them are... A lot of them are... are... It's kind of like, you know, at a certain point, at a certain age, you just kind of have to say to yourself, I'm not 22. I really can't be doing the stupid shit I was doing back then, you know? Yeah, exactly. I know we all feel immortal, uh, but come on, we're not. Yeah, pretty much, man. You know, so it, it's, I don't know. It's definitely scary. It's definitely scary how so many rappers have just not just rappers, but just so many people just dying from all these crazy causes recently. Like, yeah. kind of like how it was last year, where we just felt like everybody was just going yeah. left and right. The same thing is happening this year. Yeah. You know? So, um, 
All right, so another thing I wanted to jump into is uh, we have a poll right now going on on social media and on our Discord channel, which is in a link below if you guys want to join our Discord. Um, for our next best of episode that we're going to do, we did a best action film of all time uh, last year, which was pretty great. And we did uh, the best rom-com of all time. And we had a lot of fun doing it. Some of the community seemed to enjoy it. So right now, the winner that's lead, well, so far, the, the topic that's leading is the best film that was based off of a game is so far leading right now. So I'm going to leave the poll up for a little longer. Um, like I said, it's in our Discord and in, in the link below. You can check it out. And it's also on our social medias. You guys can check that out, which is in the link below as well. In our uh, you know, that, that, That's kind of tough because I can think of two off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're both very different. Yeah, I mean, there's if you really think about it, like a lot of video game movies date back to like the 90s, which surprisingly, there was actually a few that came out during that time. There was Tekken, there was Street Fighter, there was Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2. There's a few that are coming. There's a lot coming out now. Sonic. um, So I'm debating, like, should we do like the best of all time or should we just kind of like rank it from like A, B and C tier? when we if we if that category wins because our other two categories are the best kevin smith film um or we can kind of rank those as well and then the other one is the best tv show from the 90s or we can just rank those Ooh, best tv show from the 90s gonna be tough yeah that's gonna be that's that's gonna be a hard one that's gonna be a really if that one wins that one only has like one vote right now so so far best Best you game know what's gonna probably world. win best TV show of the nineties because people still love it so much. What is uh, Friends? If if I I feel like I couldn't even do that. You're right because Friends is literally my favorite TV show of all time. Period. Hands really? down. Yes. Not mine. Not mine. Of all time, that is that is the only show I watch probably a million times and I never get tired of it. The only show. Next to Fresh Prince because I like Fresh Prince too. Oh, I never like French Prince. French Prince. French Prince. I almost said French press because I'm thinking of coffee. <laughs> I like French press. Could you imagine like a spinoff, like spoof of the show, French press, of Bel Air, <laughs> or Seattle? Because that's where coffee comes from. Um, so yeah, right now, like I said, uh, game, uh, gaming that a, a gaming uh franchise that's made into a film that's currently winning so we'll keep you guys posted i'm gonna try to keep that poll going at least until like next week basically um okay well if we do that one um i do have a couple and one that's surprising like i actually the one is based off a board game really is it is it the one with, with uh robin williams which one with robin williams jumanji no but that see the board game came out after the movie yeah, true, true, true. So I guess we can't. Yeah, I guess we can't really that say that. Count. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is. Do you want me to tell you? What is it? Clue. I forgot about that. Holy crap! Yeah, I forgot. Clue. Clue has had multiple films over the years. Like, I think I think two from like back in the day. One which was fairly recent, kind of. I think. But yeah, I freaking forgot about Clue. So yeah, we can we can include board games as well because it's technically a game. Yeah. You, exactly uh you said from a game yeah so I but mean, but do you think we should battleship in that that fucking crappy movie i'm surprised we got a movie for that like when i saw like oh we're making a battleship movie and i'm like what is that gonna be about though because it's literally the the game 
the board game was nothing like the film. Like they were like two different things. I was like, you might as well have just called this something else. Yeah. Like in the, like like Independence Day, the spinoff film or something. I I don't know. Independent <laughs> you know? Battleship. Independent Battleship. Yeah. So that was just pretty weird. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Uh, basically. Um. Do you have a random fact, Los, this week? Or should we talk random facts? The new car smell is a scent of dozens of chemicals. They're VOCs, volatile organic compounds. Uh, if you do woodworking, like uh, all the stains and stuff, they say no VOCs because you can actually pass out from inhaling too much of it. So the mm-hmm. new car smell is a combination of 50 plus chemicals that are VOCs. So you can pass out from smelling your car too much, guys. Stay <laughs> It, like all, all those chemicals were really concentrated. Yeah. And you would pass out. Yeah. And wow. get brain damage. Interesting. That is really freaking interesting. And the sad part is we all love the new car smell. Yes, we do. <laughs> Honestly, one smell that I like, which is probably not healthy, uh the smell of gas when you go to the gas station. Uh, I don't know why. Like I just love that smell. Uh, you know what? Go to the track. If you go to a racetrack and you smell that everywhere and the racing fuel, you'd be like too much really too much good smells too much <laughs> all right i have a few random facts they're really short but they're interesting and it's about coffee because we both love coffee uh, um, actually, i have a coffee news story okay well go ahead tell me your, your uh, news story first um i forget the name of the actual bean itself but a very rare form of coffee that people thought were extinct was rediscovered in africa and it is it is weather resistant and bug resistant and it actually supposedly tastes better uh it's not quite a dark uh coffee and not quite a medium coffee kind of in between yeah uh and they're looking to reproduce it and repopulate it because it might be better for one the environment and two for crop yields wow interesting an extinct coffee that is like weather weather resistant and bug resistant holy crap yeah we're gonna have to call that the terminator bean i like that I, one. I gotta find out the name of it <laughs> um so uh here well i got a few random coffee facts uh coffee is and this is from facts.net um coffee is the world's most valuable traded commodity next to petroleum it is yeah apparently wow. apparently I can see that though. I can see that coffee is coffee is uh, some pretty serious stuff to a lot of companies. Um, yeah. Coffee beans are fruit pits, not beans. Technically, yeah. yeah. Technically. Have you ever tried the coffee fruit itself? I've never tried it. I've I've seen it plenty of times, but I've never tried it. It, it looks like a grape, right? No, kind of. it, it kind of looks like kind of um, in between a cherry and a grape with a, with mm. a really uh, dark root. Yeah. Bro, super sweet, so much caffeine. Oh, really? Yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably shoot you a little bit. You're like, woo, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine that. That'll be insane. Um, I would actually like to try that like one day, just try like the actual fruit, but it'll it'll probably freaking knock my ass out, though. Uh, you can actually buy them on, um, on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. Chat, I might they're, have to do that. So they kind of look like a raisin. Yeah. And they're not as caffeinated, but they're actually really tasty. 
Shout out, I think I might do that for one of our future podcasts. I might try one of the coffee fruits on Shrew. Um, let me see another one. Uh, the taste of coffee is different from its scent due to your saliva diluting the flavor. Yes. Interesting. I can see that. Makes sense. Um, let me see. Is there thing is, if you realize that a lot of people don't actually like the taste of coffee by itself, they like the milk with the coffee or the cream with the coffee or the sugar yeah. with the coffee, not coffee itself. Yeah, I can I can go both ways. Uh, there are some days where I'm like, man, I, t- hey, I just whoa, mom was listening. <laughs> you guys know what I meant. I'm talking about coffee right here. <laughs> um, I can have my coffee. That that could still be taken. So I like coffee, whether it's with cream or not. Okay, let's just say that. Are you a sugar person? Um, I am not a sugar person. I, I, don't, I don't know why, like, and I know, I know creamer pretty much has like sugar in it, but I'm not like a straight up sugar person or a Splenda. I just think it just tastes weird in coffee. It, it, it just doesn't taste right to me. I don't know why. Disgusting. Yeah, I, I, I hate Splenda. It is so disgusting, man. I can't, I can't do it. Let's get ready to jump into our news topics real quick. We got a few things I want to touch base in here. Uh, First thing I want to jump into, I'm gonna let you lead this off. Los uh, AOC is reintroducing the Green New Deal. Can you break that down for us real quick? Yes. Okay. The Green New Deal is a bunch of guidelines that will help get the country into a more um, eco-friendly way of doing things. So in other words, uh, reducing carbon emissions, uh, helping uh, wind turbines, uh, you know, um, subsidiaries, subsidies, excuse me, to help things like wind farms and solar farms being made, uh, money to help um, public transportation to move from fossil fuels to um, um, to a more greener fuel supply, like, like electric buses. And um, but it's only meant to be guidelines. There's no real strength behind it to enforce it. It's guidelines. Yeah. So um, it was a great idea then. It's a great idea now. Um, but. Uh, the white supremacist, hold on, get you her name, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, okay. you know what I'm talking about? Negative, negative. She wanted to make um, like a white supremacist, a white nationalist political party. What? And yeah, yeah. And like, oh. she, she's one of these nuts with guns and all this other stuff. And it's just kind of like, whoa, lady, back the fuck up. And she's like 150% Trump supporter and like all this other crazy nonsense. If you read up on her, you're like, this woman is fucking batshit crazy. And she's helping to run the government. So she was criticizing AOC and the Green New Deal, but she never read the 14 pages of what the Green New Deal was. And one of her staff members leaked that she never read it, but she was opposing it and fighting it and saying a thousand different things against it. But she didn't even know what it was about. So it got leaked. And now she told AOC, well, I'm going to read it and see what happens. Woman, your job is to read that stuff. You help run yeah. the government. Do your job. And she's would... also under investigation uh, for um, possibly using uh, election funds to pay off her personal debt. Wow. Why? Why? Why is she in office? Like, what? I mean, well, not. I mean, why? Why does she have a seat? She got elected. Well, she seems like a, a, a tr- she seems like Trump 2.0 almost, honestly. She, she is from that Trump branch tree. She fell off. 
she fell, she fell off the Trump branch tree. She fell off the Trump tree. And, <laughs> and you know what? And like she tries to present herself oh, like she she was against gay rights and all this other stuff. Yeah. So um, people put up gay flags and pride stickers like in front of her office and all this other stuff just yeah. to mess with her. I'm really glad that the green, like the new green deal is actually at least being talked about, uh, at least being worked on because it's something that could help save this planet and to have somebody who's like, has some sense of power, fight it without really reading it. That, I mean, how do you, how do you, that's like joining an argument, but you don't know what they're arguing about. So it's like, what are you, what are you even like, what are you doing? But why, are you, why are you here? Have we like seen that happen? Exactly. And, and you're supposed to be a politician for crying out loud. And you didn't even read the thing you're arguing about. That makes yeah. no sense. I don't get it. It makes none, but these people think they know it all. So if you're saying that it's not going to be enforced, is there really any point of even trying to fight for it? Yes, there is. The reason why is because now you can literally tell, like the one thing the Midwest has that no, no other region of the country has is wind. Very windy. So now if you create subsidies for these comp for these uh, power companies to build wind farms, now they're going to get all this free money to build a wind farm and they reap all the rewards for it. So now it costs them, let's say, a quarter or half of what it took to build it. So they reap their money, they get their money back sooner and they get profits sooner. And all the people who are getting that supply, they're getting clean energy. And so for those reasons, it's good. And it helps set up guidelines to push automakers and people who are doing anything like with plastics and things like that to to a guideline because now states can look at the green new deal and say hey that's a great idea now we're going to make this a law and enforce it and now the federal government can go hey the green new deal gives us a foundation to enforce this and make this a law we want to enforce this make this a law and let's move forward so you got to take the first step of saying hey this is what this is about let's move forward and then from that point, now you have responsible uh, politicians who are going to take this and move us forward because what people don't seem to understand, we are four years away from uh, irre irreversible climate change. To give you an idea how bad it is, if, if the world goes up six degrees, six degrees, degrees in global temperature, all the, um, the rainforest from Central and South America will go down. Central America will be hit the worst and there will be no more rainforest. Think about that. Wow. That's no crazy to actually think about that. Yeah. No rainforest. Now you have all the, um, uh, all the weather patterns changing, the rains uh, changing. So you could have a place like France become a swamp, let's say for the, for the sake of argument, or there's no tropical Gulf stream. So now countries like England don't receive that warmth. And so now they're going to be stuck in almost not a mini ice age, but it's going yeah. to be real intolerable to live there. And it's things like that. People need to realize all like it's like Jenga, you know, you pull the wrong piece, everything falls down while well, we're, we're playing with the last piece. Yeah. Playing with the piece we shouldn't be. Wow. That's, that's actually crazy to like, think about that, man, that like in four years, if we don't do anything yeah. that it could be like almost irreversible like no matter what we do it won't help it at all exactly that is insane lisa j and Jess, wow that could help us. 
uh lisa jane chat says wow yeah pretty insane i i feel the same way for sure um so i mean so i have a question and why do you think that let's say people from the uh trump administration or uh who, who support trump why are they fighting this if they if, if we're telling them hey this is going to help our planet why are they fighting against it what are what are they seeing that we're not seeing that they think it's not a good idea uh it's three things one they don't understand the difference between weather and climate because uh, a politician actually brought a snowball into congress and was like there's no global warming look i still have a snowball well that's weather weather isn't exactly climate change weather is the result of the climate yeah. So if the climate changes, you may no longer have an, uh, uh, a snowball. You may have an ice ball. You may not have any ball to play with. Yeah. Um, one, they don't understand the, the difference between that. Two, because they are funded by large corporations and the corporations um, just want to earn money. Bottom line is companies aren't out for you. Companies are out for themselves and they want money. So if, it, if it'll cost them $100 million more to produce something um they don't want to do it because they're losing 100 million dollars in profit what they but they're short-sighted they don't seem to realize spending the 100 million now will get them 500 million three to four years down the road exactly yeah uh, sure. and last but not least the ceos are greedy because if their companies make more of a profit they get more of a bonus there are some ceos that can get up to a 25 million dollar christmas bonus if their company does good in that quarter alone. Christmas one. Do you know what I can buy for Christmas for $25 million? <laughs> Dude, if I handed you $25 million right now and I said, Keith, here's $25 million, but you can never work a job again. Would you have any problems with that? Uh, definitely not. I would, I would milk that 25 million to the day I die. <laughs> and the best way to milk that $25 million is live like a normal person. Yeah, I, honestly it is like, and a lot of us say that we would, but I feel like I probably would. I mean, I might splurge a little bit here and there. I might get a maybe a $40,000 car instead of a $15,000 car or get like a three like like a three bedroom instead of a two bedroom, you know, little things like that because it's like, you know, you want to find ways to make that money work for you throughout all the years because yeah. a lot of people they get money like that and they just buy the most expensive thing that they can possibly buy and then, then their money is gone. You know, the problem is we were never taught fiscal responsibility. We were never taught how money works. We were never, but even in high school, like no one taught us how to open a bank account. You know what I'm trying to say? No one taught us how to write a check. No one told us how to pay a bill. No one explained to us how interest rates work on a credit card. No one explained to us how doubling your payment uh, on a credit card can actually save you 65% on your interest. Like there's so many things that we were never taught that yeah. we should have been taught when we were younger. <clears throat> so when yeah. we come up as adults, we're not struggling for money. You know, yeah. we could have lived our twenties, saving as much money, investing in our thirties and retiring in our forties. Yeah. If we were taught the right way to do things. True indeed. True indeed. I, f I feel like, I feel like money management should have been something that was class in like high school. Yeah, honestly, I think that would have helped a lot of a yeah. lot of people at that age, to be honest with you. But and the other thing is, too, is you have to understand, like our parents, um, you know, live check to check. So they had uh, no opportunity to learn 
how money works. Yeah. To them, it, as soon as it came in, it came out. You know, they're not thinking about, you know, oh, I need to invest, oh, I need to save. They're thinking about, man, I got to start saving in July to get my son or daughter a Christmas present. You know, that's their focus. Yeah. Money, you know, okay. and, and a lot of it, you know, we need to teach ourselves to teach our kids so they can be the, the better off than we are. Because as it stands right now, uh, you know, Gen Z and the millennials, they're in a worse financial position than Gen X was. And Gen X is in a less financial position than the baby boomers was. And it goes on and on and on, you know, especially with the way the past two years have been. Yeah, (laughs) That's actually one thing I told myself, I really want to invest more time into and that's stocks. You know, uh, I feel like nowadays living in the society that we live in, it's almost imperative to have at least two forms of income. It's almost imperative, even if it's like you have like one nine to five and then you make money on the side through stocks or something like that. I feel like it's almost imperative to have that nowadays because with COVID and just everything happening in the world, you just don't know, you know, we need to have multiple streams of revenue. The only time people really hear that is when with their favorite YouTuber, they don't seem to understand that it's the, the YouTuber has their job. They have their YouTube channel that will be monetized. They have their, um, let's see if a woodworker, they sell woodworking plans. So someone could buy, download the plans and buy that. So they could build something. Yeah. You know, um, their sponsorship where you get a little bit of money for doing it. Like all these streams of revenues help you earn a living, but they don't seem to understand to get all these other streams of revenue. It's, it's more than a full-time job, you know? Yeah. It really is. Um, like for me, I can do my woodworking. I can, um, uh, my DJing, you know, I, I can video edit for other streams of revenue, but during COVID, no one's got money to spend. Yeah, pretty much, man. I mean, I'm, I'm so surprised that a lot of businesses are still hanging around. I mean, we got stimulus, a few, a few stimulus checks over the past like years. So, I mean, that helped people stay up and that helped a lot of people keep other businesses alive and things like that. So but yeah man multiple forms of income it seems like that's the way to go honestly yeah. i'm definitely excited that the green new deal is the thing again i'm hoping that we can make it make it make it real make it substantial make it mean something and uh hopefully it'll help uh keep keep freaking mother nature alive man so i think it stands a real good chance of passing because the democrats are in control and they yes. want this and this is part of biden's agenda so biden's gonna push it oh yeah he'll make it happen like like i have i have good faith in him i think he'll 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 definitely make it happen for sure yeah um, um i don't want to be a downer but do we want to talk about the court case um let's let's let's, let's dive in show on itself no we can we can touch base on it really quick like i mean like we're, we're kind of already on like uh politics right now so we can touch base on it real quick what's your thoughts uh, on it and FYI chat, I guess we're talking about the court case from uh, Floyd, the Floyd yes. court case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your thoughts um, on that? This is my one statement to show how far we've moved forward in society. And we've taken some steps forward, but we still need to take more. In the Rodney King beating, all those cops walked away scot-free. And now this guy didn't. Yep. That's all I got to say. So now us people of color, um, we now can look at this and say, hey, we matter too. And this is proof that, you know, the court system worked in our favor, you know, to get rid of one bad cop. 
Yeah. I just think that's progress. I think that's great. Um, but I think that cops need um, counseling after a certain number of years. They need to go to a PT, PTSD counselor. They need to, um, we need to make sure their mental health is okay because someone who has PTSD isn't in their right mind when they're under a stressful situation. They are literally just going to go all out attack you as an animal. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that you have to look at their job and the stress they're under all the time. And to make sure that our community is safer, we have to make sure that there's, uh, they're more, they're held more accountable and how are they held more accountable? Well, you went through counseling. We know this is your problem. You can't lie to us. You're getting locked up. That's yeah. how I feel about it. You know, um, yeah. your dad's a cop, you know, and, and he, he's turned around here, but he's told you stories. Yeah. And he gets like stressed out and excited and angry as he tells the stories, you know? Um, I, I just kind of think that, you know, it, it's because if a cop fails those psyche valves, they should lose their job. Yeah, you're right. I mean, very true. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that video or when I saw the news that the cop was convicted, so it's probably bad to say, but I was surprised and it's bad to say that I'm surprised. Like, why should I be surprised about somebody who literally killed somebody? went to jail. I shouldn't be surprised about that. No, you should be. And I'll tell you why America is so, and now this isn't, this isn't Americans. This isn't the people of America. I'm speaking about I'm talking about historically, this country is so has racism so ingrained in it that when proper justice is served, we're surprised. And some people call it an American. That's why you were that is That is, that is very freaking true. That yeah. is very true. That, that's probably the best way to put it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like you and I could travel to Wyoming, could run into, you know, 55 white people not have a problem. And yeah. that's normal. Okay. But I'm just saying that Americans by themselves are generally good people, but America has a bad history, but it's turning around little by little. Yeah. And that was definitely a uh, good sign of that, that, that it is turning around. So. All right, so let's jump into a lighter note. Um, start off with Discord and Microsoft. So, uh, Microsoft, we know that uh, Disc Microsoft uh, tech company was in talks with Discord to buy the Discord service, basically. And apparently, the talks have ended. Uh, Discord has decided to um, they're going to eventually go public. And I think when you go public, it takes like what eighteen months to do that anyway, or something like that. Yes uh so they decided to just go public basically and uh they turned down i believe don't quote me i think they turned down 10 billion dollars for Microsoft. 4.7 4.7 billion los would you have done that if somebody said hey like i'll buy strong bear productions for four point billion dollars would you um, turn it down <laughs> honestly it really depends on the strength of the company and discord Discord has now become part of the vernacular. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like how many times do you watch YouTube and you hear, oh, my Discord server or any social yeah. media, my Discord server. Because yeah. of that, I think I would have made the same decision they did. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Initially, Microsoft, um, from what I've, a couple of articles I read, initially Discord was looking at 10 
and they were willing to settle for six. Microsoft wanted to lowball them for four. Mind you, not that four billion is a fucking lowball, but yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But the thing is, Microsoft is looking to um, what do you call it? Microsoft is looking to get into the social media um, market, but they just don't know how to do it, and they figure they're going to just take take what someone else already made. And they figure they can continue it on that same course, but it doesn't quite work that way because yeah. once you buy out a company, nine or ten times the people who made it what it is leave. So you're not going to get the same progress and growth. Yeah, a lot of people felt like Microsoft was kind of uh, taking the uh, easy way out and kind of doing what they've done before, just buying something else that's already here and just saying, "Oh well, look, we got this now," you know. And I don't know if that's the easy way out, but I mean. I get what you're saying. I mean, I, some people are happy that they didn't take it because Microsoft has not had a lot of good history when they tried other random ventures that they didn't already have. Like, look what happened with Mixer. Um, yeah. This is the cycle. It becomes popular. Microsoft buys it. They manage it. It ends. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's the cycle. Um, again, because they're a computer company, they they don't understand social media. Just the way Apple... Um, isn't an entertainment company and their apple tv isn't taking off like they thought yeah i mean they do have some good uh shows on there though by the way i gotta say they do but, uh, again apple got too spoiled by itunes when it initially came out and everyone was going to them for music it was the model they could get more royalties out of these record companies um and now all that's changed and they kind of wanted to copy that into the tv market and the tv market has how many other streaming services? So, you know, yeah. Apple right now is kind of learning what it takes to be an entertainment company, but they're, they're only 6% of the streaming devices. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I mean, I'm just glad we still have our Discord. Uh, like I said, I was a little worried about Microsoft buying it, but knowing that nothing's changing at the moment, I mean, something could change when they go public. We don't know. I mean, because now, because right now, Discord is, uh, like their business is a private business and yes. when they go public that could change because now you got to work for the investors basically so i'm wondering how that's going to look in about a year you know or two yes and no you work for the investors when you have the initial offering for a company what happens is whoever initially buys the stock doesn't expect to see a profit for 18 months generally they get the stock for clout um, one of the rare exceptions was Google. When Google went public, everyone bought it and people were earning money right away. Mm -hmm. uh, with Discord, it would take 18 months on average before people are seeing dividends come back, their investment grows, stock prices go up, and then it gets traded regularly. Um, uh, uh, I, initial public offerings, IPO, um, are is a tricky game because sometimes you get it right and sometimes you get it very wrong. So as somebody who's getting into uh, stocks, would you say that buying stock in Discord right now is a good idea, knowing that they're going public soon? Um, yes, but buying stocks don't pay if you buy them in. Okay, when you buy stocks, there's two ways to buy them. Round lots, which is in groups of 100, or odd lots, any combination of less than 100. Okay. Right? So if you were to buy one and a half lots, you're buying 250 shares, just so you understand terminology. 
Okay. If you have the money to buy a, uh, a round lot, 100 shares, then there's where real money comes in. If you're buying less than that, you have a very, very, very small piece of the pie and you have a very, very small uh, chance of earning profit. What really makes it good for even a person who owns one stock mm -hmm. is you get invited to the stockholders meeting and you get all this insider information. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you bought one stock in this. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and there there's, you know, their shareholders meeting is Thursday. You and their Thursday, you know, everything that's going on in the company. Yeah. Why? Because you're a shareholder. doesn't matter if you own one, but as long as you're a shareholder, you can get all the inside information on the company. Look at that chat. Los is like, I didn't know Los knew a lot about stocks right about now, man. Definitely gets pretty good information. All right. So I want to jump into our next two uh, news topic here. Uh, Shang-Chi is uh, finally coming to the MCU. Did you get a chance to check out the uh, trailer, Los? Yeah, I've seen the trailer a couple times. Um, initially, when I saw it, the first half, I was like, oh, they picked a heavy set guy as the hero. It's unique. And then later on in, in, the, in the trailer, you're like, no, that was... Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought he was a little chunky. I was like, "Oh, wow, that's different. We we're getting different different races, different sizes of heroes." And it was like, "Nah, he's you know he's a little built dude." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool." Yeah, uh, yeah he's pretty, he's pretty stocky. For for anybody who doesn't know, Shang Chi uh, is going to be our first Asian superhero in the MCU. Basically, uh, the comics don't quote me. I believe Shang Chi the comic started coming out around like what in the eighties, right? Was it the eighties? or 76 76 yeah. uh around that time uh karate films were like big i mean they're still big but during that time they were like super big um his character eventually died off um but before it did he was uh, doing a lot of work with spider-man in the comic he did some work with the avengers uh shang chi doesn't have any superpowers um apparently in one of the comics though he was known to be able to duplicate himself uh I think that was like his only power in like one of the comics basically. But other than that, he's just, he's pretty much just going to be the Bruce Lee of Marvel, basically, honestly. That is he, actually who he's based off of. Yeah. I, I think in even one of the comics, he had like a, almost like a yellow jumpsuit in one of the comics. It was actually kind of funny. Yeah. You know, Marvel in the seventies, they didn't know better. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, the thing is I like about this is, um, that they're not trying to make him you know um they're not giving him a funny accent he's not wearing like food uniform you know yeah and things like that he just you know happens to, to to be in this story that fits his culture you know and that's kind of what i enjoy about it yeah i, I watched an interview with the uh the, the main actor who plays uh uh chang and uh, he was saying that basically they wanted, he said basically what you said, that they didn't want things to be stereotypical. You know, they they wanted to do justice to the character. They wanted to do justice, you know, to the Asian culture and not just have everything seem so stereotypical. And I kind of I like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. the trailer looks awesome. Uh, the choreography looks freaking amazing. Uh, it, it looks like we're getting more of a fantasy element from this, I mean, we kind of had that basically with some of the other films, uh, but this one just feel it has like a different feel to it, man. It's such a different feel. Well, the um, comic book had a lot of Asian mysticism in it. Yeah. You know? And Aquafina's in it. I love Aquafina. Aquafina? Who's that? The girl who's the the girl who drives the bus. 
Oh yeah, she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, she was hilarious yeah, she in that. Has her own TV show, or had her own TV show. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She was kind of hilarious in Crazy Rich Asians. I liked it. Um, I I'm actually just I was actually kind of surprised that we're getting that film this year. I kind of forgot about it for a second, especially since everything was just getting delayed and pushed back. I was surprised to find out that it was actually coming out this year, um, in September. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it, man. I, I think it's gonna be a nice change of pace, especially you know for the Asian culture, uh, to see well, them have a superhero. Asian culture, also the black community. So you gotta understand, man. Like all these cheap theaters, you know, in Harlem and all these other, they played so many kung fu movies that that's ingrained into black culture is kung fu movies. Yeah. Know? You very know, true and, and and in spanish harlem was the same thing so many latinos are hooked on these asian kung fu movies you know so it's not just for asians it's for oh, yeah, yeah. you know uh latinos and black people like you know like we we you know we're right there watching those movies too you know <laughs> we're the ones who scream out look he's using Pakistan. Oh, yeah yeah those old movies you know it's not just for them it's for us too you know yeah. obviously they're the highlight of it you know but bottom line it's a marvel movie it's for everybody oh yeah I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, that's happening. Um, aren't, do we... Let me ask you this question. When you saw Black Panther, did you think of it as a black movie or did you think of it just as a Marvel movie? I saw it as a little bit of both. Uh, I saw it um, like I like the representation of the black culture in the film, the the wardrobe design, the, the, uh, the culture in the film. Like I loved seeing that in a marvel film um especially as people would say as that has been uh kind of whitewashed for a while before that film came out um but i also just saw it as just a great marvel film just told like 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 just showing a story from a different part of the part of of, of the world that's not usually explored in the world of superheroes too often like we've had blade we've had a few other black superheroes um, but having that story told from that, uh, side of the fence was, 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 uh, great to see from, from Marvel, honestly. And I feel like this year, especially once we get the Eternals, we're going to start seeing even more diversity in, in, in Marvel. And I, I think that's freaking amazing. We're getting, you know, uh, uh, Chang, what is it? Chang Lee, right? Yeah. Um, and then once we get the Eternals, like that cast is so multicultural. It's, it's, it's insane. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and I, I'm, I'm loving that. I mean, and it's, it's just great to see just different representation, different faces, different cultures being represented in the uh, superhero world. And then I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Blade. I mean, uh, Blade is one of my favorite, uh, Marvel characters, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. A lot of people are a little worried about the character, the guy that's playing Blade, but I'm pretty sure he'll do a good job. So worried about that. I'm worried about it, but Marvel picks them, man. Marvel picks the character so well. I mean, look at Robert Downey Jr. When we when we heard he was going to be Iron Man, he was like, oh, the guy who's like getting drunk all the time and who's in rehab. Yeah. And then look what happened. Exactly. Um, here's my take on the Black Panther movie. I viewed it as a Marvel movie first. I didn't look at it as... Uh, a black movie and for this one reason because I think that I didn't want to add to all the people labeling Black Panther as a black movie because I think a lot of times when people label a movie a 
movie, an Asian movie, a Spanish movie, you kind of diminish the value of the film. And really the message was about being inspired, you know, that we too have heroes. Um, and I don't think that um, calling it outright a black movie, I think does it a disservice because first and foremost, we're talking about a great hero. And then he just happens to be black. And when we get into that mind frame and that mentality, we all as a culture move forward. So I wanted to be one of the people who thought of it like that. And mind you, I don't like I don't like Black Panther in the comic books, but in the movie, oh my God, I was excited about Black Panther too. And unfortunately, uh, he passed away. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I thought about something. I was talking about it today that we're not really thinking about um being that chadwick boseman passed away uh may he rest in peace um they're starting uh the filming of black panther 2 in georgia uh already now a lot of people are saying that his sister and nine times out of ten this will probably happen that his sister shuri is going to be taken over um as the lead character in black panther I think that's going to be another big movement for a lot of people. I know you said you don't want to look at it. Some people probably shouldn't look at it as just only it's nothing wrong with looking at it as a black film, but don't just look at it as only a black film. Cause like you said, yeah, you, you want to show some respect to it being just a great film in general, but that could be a good way to look at it as well. But now we're going to also start looking at it possibly being a black film led by a black female superhero, which that, is something that we, which is something that, that we haven't had yet. Something that every culture needs to see a female superhero that represents the daughters and mothers of that culture because we don't see a lot of female superheroes and when we do nine out of ten times it's only a yeah you know so i think that sends a more powerful message to the to the women of any culture that that it's from like when miss yeah. marvel comes out she's muslim you know yeah. Not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Yeah, Miss Marvel, Marvel, yeah. Um, one, a thumbs up for Jersey, and two, you know, a Muslim character. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, I just kind of think that that those are things that are great. But yeah, I agree with you. Like her being Black Panther would be a huge leap forward, and it would also change the dynamics of the film because she's such a funny character. Yeah. True indeed. You know, I know people who develop crushes on her just because of her character. <laughs> i mean her character was pretty awesome honestly like i like I, I feel like she was like almost like the heart and soul of that film honestly yeah. although originally yeah. shuri was supposed to replace tony stark as the tech person and now um uh falcon the new captain america which i that i think is so important for him to a black man being captain america is so fucking important yeah to realize it's not just in the comic books it can happen on screen um that his suit is gonna be made out of vibranium too so like yeah. that's like and what i like about that is it puts wakanda um in the forefront of the the you know they're they're the smart guys they're the techs they're the ones who know how to put stuff together it's not just this one american yeah it's, true you know the country can do it too I do I do kind of like the fact that Wakanda is now like you said being seen as like the for the forefront of the MCU at this point. I mean, it's almost yeah. becoming it's almost becoming the home base yeah. uh, honestly of the MCU, you know. Uh before it was the Avengers Tower, that's gone now. So, it looks like Wakanda is going to be the home base for it. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are getting a lot of weapons and stuff like that from there. 
um something happened in uh falcon and winter soldier last episode i don't want to spoil it but something something big is coming from wakanda for the next episode that we don't know yet uh so yeah it's it's, it's interesting man it's definitely interesting i feel like we're going into this whole new level of marvel and i'm, I'm definitely pretty excited about it honestly yeah. um all right, let's talk some Apple, man. Let's let's get into the show notes. Yeah, the reason why we're Apple. here. Uh-oh. Yes. So uh, Apple had their uh, 2021 April event uh, just a few days ago, actually. Um, we so the the main things we got a look at was the AirTags. We got a new uh, Mac desktop. The um, you know, iMac? the new iMac. Yeah, I keep I always forget the name of the Mac desktop. I just always call it the Mac desktop. I keep forgetting to call it iMac because I actually never had one. Uh, we got the iMac back, and that's in different colors, like back in the day. Um, we got a purple iPhone. We got, uh, and I, yeah, I'm not getting that. That that looks ugly. Uh, the big boy of the show for me was the iPad Pro. Oh God, yes. XDR display in the mm-hmm. in, in the what, 11 point something inch model. Oh, my with God. the M1 processor. M1 processor. Processor in a tablet all right so let's all right so let's so let's start with the little thing and then work up to the big thing so what do you what do you think of the air tags uh air tags they've been talking about it for two years i was out with it i was out with it and every time there was a keynote or an apple event it didn't come out and now it came out and i'm like great it's out i've heard about it for two years i wasn't that excited about it thank um, yeah <laughs> but the the thing that people don't seem to understand is uh, Apple is not really doing it to push the AirTags. They're doing it to push the Find My app because you have other tag type, um, Apple tag type, um, what do you call it? Uh, like, like, like little, uh, tactile tiles, devices. Tiles. Yeah. Tile devices. Tiles. Yeah. I mean, Find My is compatible with six other tiles, six other tile companies. Mm-hmm. They don't have the same features as Apple tags do. But Apple, I think, is trying to push the Find My app into so many other products that they don't make to sort of lure people to come more and more into the Apple environment. So more and more people will buy the phones, more yeah. people will buy the tablets, and then eventually. I didn't think about that. You're right. Wow, I, I, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a really good, uh, a really good marketing deal right there. Like, hey, AirTags. Oh, you got to use our devices to use this. Like, that's pretty fucking smart. My smart. only gripe is. For a $30 tag, why is there a $450 accessory? I know, you know what? It's so funny that you say that because Hermes is known to make a lot of accessories for Apple. Pretty much every device has a Hermes like thing for it. And when I heard that, that, that we were getting air tags, I was like, I bet you any amount of money, we're going to get something from Hermes that you put on it, whatever in it, that's going to cost like a thousand dollars. And just this little hook thing. That you put the air tag in that's made by Hermes is what five hundred dollars? Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually gonna check the website. Yeah, I think it's like five hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Like, I can make one of those in my garage. It would take me a while because I don't have a sewing machine, but I can do all the leather stitching by hand and everything. In cost as far as materials, maybe twenty-five dollars, depending on the leather. But it should be about between ten and twenty-five dollars for the leather. And like pennies for the thread, you know. So I could sell those things for let's say fifty dollars and make a profit. So a one pack 
of air tags is $26. A four pack is 90 bucks, which mm -hmm. I was, I was actually really surprised at that price. Cause you know, Apple overcharges for everything. So I, I, I thought an air tag was going to be like 60, maybe even 70 bucks. Honestly, I you was not really, the only one who thought that. Huh? You're not the only one who thought that. Yeah, I, I was really surprised that it was only $26, honestly. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to, all right. So Hermes wraps for your air tag. The most expensive one is 300. No, actually a lot. The most expensive one is $450. Yeah. For a luggage tag or a luggage tag who, I mean, granted, if you got money like that, I'm pretty sure somebody out there who has money like that is going to spend that kind of money for an air tag. But I, I, I just don't thing, get it. Though, like, give it three weeks and you can buy the same type of thing on Wish for like 30 bucks. Exactly. I just, I mean, I'm pretty sure Hermes probably has a lot of quality leather and stitching and all that stuff. I'm not trying to discredit that company, but I, I just, for something like that, man, I, I really think that's just a OD, man. OD. By looking at it, I can tell you that it looks like cowhide leather. Okay, looking at it, it's probably a one or two ounce leather, which means about as thick as your wallet, a little okay. wallet. Yeah. Um, and the stitching is probably about three millimeters, which means it's done on a sewing machine. Um, strong stitching is done by hand, by the way, it's stitched. But yeah. This is done on a sewing machine because it's you know mass produced. And yeah. this isn't a big deal. It's essentially a keychain with a fucking pocket. A keychain with a pocket for five hundred dollars, almost five hundred dollars. Shot. Yeah. Would you do that? <laughs> um, so yeah, air tags is here. Um, I'm probably I'm I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one for my keys. Uh I always lose my keys, so you know. Um, I'm definitely gonna get one. I like this device, I think it's amazing. I like the design, I like how you can actually customize it. You can add like an emoji to it or something special on it, like like letters or something. So what I, I definitely like about it is replaceable batteries replace that's what i forgot too yes because uh tiles on tiles when your battery dies you gotta buy a whole new tile mm -hmm. that's it but with air tags you just buy a new battery i mean uh, i'm pretty sure the battery is like super cheap probably too it's a watch battery you can buy them at cbs for like i think it's like three dollars four dollars oh okay awesome awesome so yeah i mean air tags is finally here it was the world's worst kept secret because like you said we knew about it for like two years so it was yep. almost kind of expected to happen so i wasn't really too blown out of the water by it uh, the next thing I want to jump into, um, the iMac. What did you think of the design? What do you, what do you think of this bad boy? I have plus and minuses for the design. Um, the plus beautiful colors in the, in the back, very muted up front. Uh, what I did like about it, the front is one side piece of that's awesome, but it still has the chin. Like, why can't you just hide? That I know. <laughs> monitor um and if you're gonna have the chin why no apple logo i think they got rid of the apple logo to kind of keep it more clean uh which i i guess is cool i think the reason why they kept the chin is because maybe it has something to do with the actual monitor if they was to put like all of the guts behind the monitor maybe the cooling wouldn't like i have a feeling that they did it for a reason yeah, like they, the they do, yeah, they like can, they, they would have had to have done that for a reason because a lot of people have been complaining brag, about the chin. They can brag it's the thinnest desktop on the market. Yeah. One. It's so, okay, let me give you an idea how thin it is. It is 11 millimeters thick. Your headphone jack for your phone 
you know, with the three pieces. Yeah. It's 13 millimeters thick. So that is too long. Oh, yeah. It can't even go the in there. So you can wow. put the headphone jack on the side. That's so, crazy. Um, they kind of wanted that extra big iPad look, but then they had to put the gut somewhere. But because the M1 is a chip, that motherboard is this. Yeah. Super, super small. Super small. I mean... I like the fact, I mean, I, I've never owned an iMac. Um, I think really? it's cool. To, I've never owned an iMac. That's probably like one of the only things from the from the Apple library that I never owned was the iMac. Uh, they were always just super expensive. And I was the kind of person that never really had the money for it, you know? So uh, they were just always well, super expensive. I'm going to put it to your perspective. The M1 Mac Mini, the most affordable M1 Mac you can, correct? Yeah. Now, if you buy... The Touch ID keyboard, the new mouse, the the same quality screen, uh, a webcam, uh, speakers, and a good mic, you're going to wind up spending almost double the amount of money than you would if you would have bought an iMac. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That that That's why I've never owned one. Uh, Lisa J and Chat says she have and she loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like it's a pretty good... Uh, pretty good desktop for a lot of people um and i they they uh brought out the uh they brought up the whole fact that the sound quality is better the uh camera is better i know the camera has been horrible on the imac for so long now they're actually getting a 1080p camera um i think it's all right i mean i'm not an imac person i probably not, never will be but for whoever loves it i'm pretty sure uh, you know you guys have great options now as far as colors so it's pretty dope pretty dope um all right so what what else did we get out of we got the ipad pro new ipad pro uh that was also rumored for a while uh that we were getting that i didn't think we were going to get it i actually thought we were going to get another macbook before we got an ipad but oh no i i knew we, i knew the ipad would would be one of the things they would upgrade but i never thought it would be the way it is. XDR, but, man. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you break down the iPad Pro. Before for us. we start on the iPad, okay. Like the specs, how great it is, how wonderful it is, blah 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 blah. Let's talk about price. A maxed out iPad Pro with the M1 chip, with a 12.9 screen, space gray, two terabytes of hard drive, Wi-Fi and cellular. M1 chip is two thousand three hundred ninety-nine. Oof. that's basically a laptop that's oh, a top wait, of the line wait, wait, laptop put this in perspective for you again okay a macbook pro 13 inch so it's bigger than your ipad okay yeah with the m1 chip with uh 16 gigs of ram just like the ipad two terabytes of storage just like the ipad uh Two Thunderbolt ports, as opposed to one on the iPad. Uh, again, two terabytes of storage is two thousand two hundred ninety-nine. So it's a so little cheaper than getting it's an actual. Cheaper. Both yeah. machines maxed out. Very rarely are you going to find someone who is going to look for the maxed out iPad Pro. But with that being said, you now have something that's unique in the computer world. A tablet with the power of a desktop. You do not see that anywhere. Is there yeah. any Android device that comes close? Any Windows device that comes close? 
No. Definitely no not. Definitely not. So now you're talking about the exact same workflow, same work I can do on my M1 Mac, on my M, I don't have one, but I'm just saying, on my M1 laptop, I now can do on my iPad. So now if I have to travel, travel to California, let's say, and I got to edit something, yeah, right? Guess what? I'm now editing with the power of a desktop on a small screen that I can take with me, that I can now do everything. I need to mix 100 tracks, uh, 80 tracks, no problem. I can do it right on my iPad without having crashing, without having to worry about not having the processing power, without having to worry about anything. That is a game changer for um, creatives. Huge game changer. The screen alone. Now we're talking the was it the the ten thousand dollar Apple display is now in your iPad. As a matter of fact, the yes. iPad display is better than the Pro display. Yeah, probably also because it's smaller. It's smaller too. It's smaller. And uh, LED uh, XDR Thunderbolt Thunderbolt on an iPad. That's mind blowing, freaking thunderbolt! Like, like, okay, oh my like god! For people who don't understand how mind blowing that is, you can now edit six K video, six K video on your iPad, raw with zero delay. Zero. That's insane. So, all right. So, I have a question for you because I'm 100% getting a uh, Mac Mini. That's without a doubt. But I've been kind of stuck between. Should I get a MacBook? Should I just get a big, like, should I get the iPad Pro? But with the iPad Pro, the new one, is it even worth buying a MacBook anymore? Now, mind you, I do edit in uh, DaVinci. I don't think DaVinci's on the iPad. No, I don't you think have it. to go with LumaFusion to edit on the iPad. It honestly depends on workflow. If um, you're okay with learning a new, uh, okay, here are the bonuses. Photoshop you can use on your iPad. Um, Affinity Photo, you can use on your iPad. Um, Lightroom, you can use on your iPad. Audio on iPad Pro sucks. Sucks. Really? There's on the Pro? Really? Good software for music on the iPad Pro. You have synthesizers. You have processors. But honestly, on an iPad Pro, your powerhouse music software is GarageBand. And GarageBand works better on your iPad Pro than it. See, that's why that's where I'm a little stuck because most of my work that I do is in Logic and in DaVinci. Like, and my thing is, I want to be able to have one or the other, like laptop, the uh, MacBook, or the iPad, because I like to edit. Like, I don't want to always be at my desk. Sometimes I want to sit sit on my couch. I want to sit in my bed. You know, so that's why I want to get one or the other. I don't really see a need for me getting both of them. I just think it's kind of pointless for me. Um, but so I, I feel like maybe if that's the case, if you're saying audio is not that great on the iPad, even though the iPad Pro looks amazing, I feel like maybe I should probably just go for the MacBook then, if if that's the case. Do you remember the tracks that I sent you for our album that you listened yeah. to? Yeah. All that on iPad. All of them. Okay. How incredibly gorgeous did that sound? Yeah, it came out good, actually. It was good. But the problem is, I'm stuck in the GarageBand software. Yeah. Even though I do have other software processors, I have another software queue and things like that on the iPad. And they all work wonderful, but it isn't 
pro level audio production. Until you get the pro level audio production, I personally don't feel that the iPad Pro is worth it. Um, because yeah, you can edit video on it. Yeah, you can edit photos on it. Yeah, you can trim audio on there. Yeah, you can create a rough track on GarageBand, but if it's worth it if you have a desktop at home, you can create something in GarageBand on your iPad, logic up your garage, your GarageBand file, and then you can move on forward with it. Yeah. For you, it may not. And here's the thing, like I draw on my iPad. So for me, you know, uh, a desktop powerhouse where I can draw and edit photos, um, occasionally work on music and edit video, that's not bad for me. Would it be my main machine? Absolutely not. You might be better off with a laptop. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of leaning to it because me, part of me was like, man, I would like to get one, like one of the iPad Pros, but part of me would just be getting it just because it's, 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 it's beautiful, you know, not because of like, all right, this fits in my workflow. I, I feel like if I was to get an iPad, I, I would just get like the iPad mini, you know, just for like, you know, some media consumption, a few like maybe added to my workflow here and there. But, um, as far as like mobile production, I, I feel like the, the laptop probably would be better. Uh, so what else did we get? We just, we got a purple iPhone, you know, nothing too fancy about that purple iPhone. We got a trailer for, um, Ted Lasso season two. It's kind of funny. I was just talking about season one last, last episode. You know uh, what? After that trailer, I think I actually might season one. Really? <laughs> yeah. That trailer kind of hooked me. I was like, damn it. Everybody. yeah he's like keep just tell me about this damn thing and now here we go season two is already up here coming up um so yeah tay lasso was good it, it was a sleeper for me i mean i heard a lot of good things about it i just kept putting it on the back burner and then when i watched it i was like why the hell did i not watch this months ago this is so good such a good show you should definitely check it out um so yeah i mean that's pretty much the apple event in a nutshell did i miss anything i think that's everything um, well apple tv you can talk about apple tv um oh yeah i, I keep forgetting about that Apple TV. My problem with Apple TV is the price point, man. It's $150. Here's my question. What I don't I've never owned an Apple TV. What is the point of getting an Apple TV if you already have smart if you already have a smart TV? And now smart TVs have the Apple TV app on it. Okay. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Okay. I have a smart TV and the software on it sucks. Yeah, it does. I, I will say uh, that it does. <laughs> and you can't really upgrade it. It's not always available for upgrades. I bought a fire. Well, my girl bought a fire stick. Okay. Okay. Like she loves the Google environment and I'm doing whatever prefer an Apple TV. Yeah. But I hooked up the fire stick and I kind of had to fucking eat my words. Because, holy shit. Is that fucking thing amazing? Really? Holy shit. Is that thing amazing? Bro, I I'm going to return my cable box. There's no need for a cable box. <laughs> Bro, we have H... Okay. These are all the services we have. Netflix, Hulu, Discovery Plus, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Boomerang, the, the Cartoon Network one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Peacock, Tubi, um, Pluto. What's the other... Damn, I know I'm forgetting one. Peacock? No, you, no, you said Peacock already, peacock. right? Okay. Something else. There's another one. Okay, that, that we pay for. And all those services combined is still just the cable part of my bill. Not my internet part. Just the cable part of my bill. It's still less. Yeah. Um and the quality is better than coming from my cable. Wow. 
and and the remote you can speak to it oh yeah i forgot about that yeah you can speak no, to it I'm... on the apple one and on the fire stick but the apple one is actually much nicer but um and and it uses the little click wheel like the like the old uh yeah original, um, ipods i did i, like the I did like that back, touch. i like that touch that was actually pretty nice honestly <laughs> um so, so the reason why an apple device is so good is because it's upgradable you know you you can now get all your services on your on your apple tv upgradable and you don't have to worry about being stuck with software that's that was made 10 year 10 years ago put on your three-year-old tv and you fucking hate it like youtube on my smart tv is the most painful thing to watch yeah <laughs> prime is the most painful thing to watch on my on my smart tv but on the fire stick oh my god what a dream it's smooth and on apple tv it's even smoother really but the price point is 150 dollars, and that's what sets me back and the fire stick literally plugs into my hdmi port and i don't see it but the apple tv is a little box that i gotta find a spot for yeah i mean i i mean i i never ever thought to get an apple tv and then when i saw that they had it at this event i was curious i was like man like should i should i finally give the apple tv a try i mean you know we're getting 4k hdr 60 uh it's also going to allow you to uh collaborate your to calibrate your tv with just your iphone which i think is freaking awesome well um yes and no okay when you calibrate your tv with uh with your phone for an apple tv you're not exactly adjusting television what your phone is doing is talking to your apple tv adjusting the signal coming out of the apple tv to uh to make it look better on your tv so it's not quite adjusting your tv it's adjusting its own signal yeah sure i just found that out today yeah i i kind of figured that that that's what it was going to be about i I figured it wasn't going to like adjust your like whole tv settings because i think that'll just be a little invasive but yeah here are the the two or three things about the remote people don't know one previous apple tvs was a pain in the butt to shut off your tv and mute your tv from the old remote it's terrible two that um the remote um your new apple tv remote you can buy it now for your old apple tv so you don't have to buy your new apple tv interesting you can buy that separately i didn't know that yeah you can buy it separately but apple didn't talk about it i'm searching on the side you can find it oh wow i i I figured you just have to get whatever remote just came with the box i didn't think you can switch out your apple tv remote that's pretty interesting and the thing that kind of upset me about the new Apple TV is it is essentially has um, an iPhone uh, 10XR processor. Oh, okay. So it's the same processor as a 2018 iPad Pro. Okay. But, but you're still getting good quality picture, though. Oh, you're getting great quality picture. But now... My thing is, why didn't you go for the current generation of iPad processor? So you can kind of feature-proof that a little bit. Because the problem with the last model of Apple TV, after four years, you're like, nothing's quite as clean, nothing's quite as crisp, because shows are coming out with uh, more bandwidth hungry because they're better quality. And that's what I was a little worried about with the iPad, uh, with the Apple TV thing, is that like I feel like if I got it over time, I'm going to see the age of it, and I'm going to be like, ugh things like not even worth it anymore <laughs> yeah and, you know what I mean? and again 
the thing about the fire stick and i and again i'm more of an apple fanboy than anything else but the thing about the fire stick is it's 50 bucks you know three or four years yeah fuck it i'll get rid of this one give the old one to my grandmother yeah oh man so so yeah overall i think the apple event was good one thing i have to mention that's not really anything product related is that the apple events uh production wise are just so interesting like they're like like just their shots that they take the whole thing with tim cook performing a mission impossible scene just to take the m1 chip out of the laptop and putting it to the uh ipad was kind of funny but that like, threw me off though. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I know. I was like, "What's happening?" Uh, but they're produced very well. Like they're they're getting better with the uh, with the digital events. And I'm wondering, like, man, like going back to a live event is gonna probably take away some of that production that they're doing right now because people are probably really in- enjoying it. I'm excited about the new Apple products. Uh, I'm definitely getting an AirTag. Um, that's probably the only thing I'm gonna get out of most of this stuff from the event is the AirTags. Uh, maybe the Apple TV. We'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, Los, do you have any uh, recommendations you want to leave with the people before we get out of here today? A um, couple things. I'm going to start okay. with Apple. Um, get an M1 Apple processor. <laughs> Holy shit, is that fucking... Bro, my workflow is so much better. What's held me back is the little pieces of software here and there, but... The... Adobe isn't in the M1 Mac, but Affinity Photo is already uh, native to the M1 chip. Yeah. Uh, Logic is, I think, is native. I, I have to look it up. GarageBand okay. is native. Um, you know, it is a nicer machine. It is a nicer workflow. Um, to give you an idea of how fast it is, remember when your when your brand new iPhone was brand new and you and before you loaded it up with crap and how fast it was? Yeah. Remember that? That's what your M1 Mac is. Oh, man. All right. It's just fast and it works. One. Uh, two. Okay. Um, I just want to say thank you, Marvel, for actually understanding the world isn't made of one color. It's made of several colors. And thank you for showing little boys and girls that I that they, too, can be heroes that they too can see themselves on screen and that they too can have those dreams of, I want to be Black Panther. I want to be, you know, I want to be Captain America. I want to be other thing, you know? Um, Thank you, Marvel, for thinking about the world in multiple colors, not just one. Exactly. That's how she is. It's pretty dope. (laughs) it, It really is. My recommendation is a show called Good Trouble on Freeform, also on Hulu. It's pretty much about uh, two girls who uh, grew up in a foster home. They moved to California to after high school, no, after college, basically, and to like live their life. And it's it's the the show is about a bunch of different stories, basically. Uh, it's it's pretty much um, oh crap, hold on, chat. Um, it's pretty much about just a bunch of different stories uh, of people from different backgrounds, different nationalities. They live in like a uh, coterie coterie home i think that's what it was called basically um and it's it's just a lot of drama but it's such a good show uh it touched bases on a lot of different topics and uh the whole black lives matter movement the black lives matter movement is one of the big topics on this show um and just feminism and just 
gay rights, like literally every topic that you can possibly think of is actually in this show. It's a really good show. I've, I think there's like four seasons and I've been binging it. It's usually not a show that I would watch, but it's so good. It's, 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 it's just really good. Um, I, I would definitely say, check it out. This is good trouble. Like I said, it's on Freeform. It's on Hulu. Um, there's, I think there's a topic in this show that almost everybody can relate to, whether you're black, Latino, white, Asian, uh, you have an Asian in this show who's dealing with, uh, the trouble of being taken serious as an Asian comedian and as a gay comedian who's Asian, like, it's just such a good show. Definitely check it out. It's worth it. A gay Asian comedian. I don't think I, I I've heard of a gay Asian <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's why I said there's so many different uh, cultures and just different topics that they touch base on. Like just that just makes it a good show alone, honestly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, that is going to be it for today. J House Radio episode uh, 40. Uh, much appreciate everybody checking us out today on YouTube. Uh, we're going to probably start doing more of our podcast live on YouTube as well as being available for on demand. Yeah. Um, so yeah also that's, we're gonna start doing um little clips here and there um some might be original clips where log on a random day and talk about a random topic for five minutes or stupid jokes and <laughs> a lot are gonna be little excerpts from the podcast so you guys can get a chance to kind of get a, uh, an idea what the podcast is about see the the flavor of our topics uh kind of see interactions between with us uh although i was a good boy today um, just this time next time i can't i cannot tame him chat i can't tame yeah him. no because <laughs> because i'm an idiot i like to spread jokes um but yeah you know um the the channel is going to grow it's going to expand we're looking to do a couple of different things here and there uh like uh like kate was saying earlier we're still going to do some you know you know we're still going to play games and do um or would you live streaming games and things like that but we're yeah more into conversations and little things um yeah. i'm looking into possibly doing some youtube shorts but i'm trying to figure out what can i talk about or do that's interesting you know yeah. um because that's one of the weird things like i want to do an episode on conspiracy like what's your favorite psycho conspiracy theory and like because <laughs> i love watching these crazy people talk about conspiracy i'm like you are nuts <laughs> <laughs> Like, I really love these conspiracy stuff. I just, yeah. I just find it funny, you know? Like, you know, like the guy, aliens. The crazier he gets, the bigger his hair gets. Um, or Sasquatch, know. you know, all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> again, you'll keep watching the channel because um, we're looking to bring more entertainment your way, whether it be one minute or an hour and a half during a podcast. We just kind of want to get you guys engaged, talking with us, interacting with us asking questions, even if it's embarrassing, you know, like, yeah, Hey, I don't mind telling embarrassing stories. I got plenty of, them. you know, Hey, Kate could tell you, I got embarrassing stories. Yeah. I would definitely advise, like I said before, hashtag, uh, J house pod on Twitter as Los a crazy question, just so we can hear it on the podcast. Once again, as always, thank you very much for listening, watching, supporting. Don't forget we have a Patreon page, which, uh, KJ, do you have a link? Down on the uh, page? Yeah, that's going to be in the, uh, the uh, link below uh, of the uh, audio version or replay of this podcast. Yes. Um, anything to help us out, you know, even if it's a dollar, it helps us forward. I know this kind of looks like we just jump on and talk, but we actually sit there and spend hours and time researching things like that. Um, I didn't just learn all this Apple stuff in one minute or another. I actually 
<laughs> and as always, thank you very much for listening. And if you have a chance, rate us five stars. You can on whatever platform you listen to our podcast. It helps get more eyeballs and ears on us and get more people watching and listening and expand our audience and talk about broader topics and things you actually guys might be even more interested in. Or you guys can just ask us embarrassing questions uh, and we'll answer them. At least I will. Uh, yeah, ask <laughs> those. Thank you much for all the love, support. May life bring you nothing but happiness, joy. May all your ups and downs be in the bedroom. And may your best day today be your worst day tomorrow. I like how you did that. That's, that's pretty awesome. And that's J House Radio, episode 40, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. We'll catch Bye. you guys later.